Oh shit, we got some new theme music. This is called Hollow Bells by my man Otis McDonald. My name is Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. This is Friday night. It's an after dark podcast because I couldn't get my shit together. I need an assistant to help me get through a day. Okay. I really, I don't need an assistant. I don't want an assistant, actually. I like my life the way it is. But I'm a little, I think I'm just recovering, man. It was a busy, 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 busy time over the last couple of weeks. I've basically been traveling or moving for the last half a year at this point. So I'm tired, I'm exhausted, but I'm so happy to be home. What's new with me? I need to take a shower. It's uh, 7.44 p.m. tonight, and I have, I'll be honest, I haven't taken a shower yet today. I kind of did that, though, because my hair looked really good for a change. I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'm not messing this up. I look good today. Uh, And that's funny I'm saying that, because actually all day I was feeling crazy insecure about the way I look. I was into my hair. I wasn't into anything else. And... Um, you know, I just got back from, some of you know, some of you don't, but I was just on, I almost said on tour, but I wasn't on tour. I was in Texas for a couple of different openings of mine and that all was so great. I cannot even say enough about it, but as a result of being at public openings or private openings or whatever they are, there's just a lot of photos and videos floating around of me out there. And, um, I'm not saying like, hundreds, but just a few that I saw. And I was just like, Oh God, if I have to look at another photo of me, I'm going to vomit all over the ground. And so I'm a little upset about a few things I saw just, just because I just don't like, I hate, I hate looking at photos of me, but I'm also not going to be the person who's like, I don't want to take any photos because that's not fun. So anyway, just feeling a little insecure in general, but feeling great about my hair right now, uh, which is funny too, because I haven't cut my hair in over a year and it looks horrible uh, in all reality, but is it weird that I like it? I'm always the type too, when somebody has, or on TV, when you see before and after or in in a magazine, when people get makeovers, I've never once liked the makeover version of a person. (laughs) I always like the earlier version of them. So that must be why I'm feeling good about my hair because it is de- any hairstylist would look at me and be and just be mortified and, and want to help from the bottom of their heart try to help me out, uh, which apparently means I love my hair. So uh, here's Frankie. Frankie's in the room. I am in my yarn room. I'm so happy to be home after weeks on end being away. It's very hard for me. I'm such a baby. I really am. I, I need my stuff. So when I came home, I just collapsed and I pet my cat and I got under blankets and hibernated for about 24 hours and it's cold. So I got to put on the fireplace. My mom got me these amazing slippers. I guess they're common, but I'd never heard of them. Mucklucks, is that what they're called? And they're so cozy. So I'm just getting, I'm getting the cozy vibes going. Um, you know, it's cold enough to wear a jacket every day. I got my first raincoat. That's really fun. What else? I'm just really, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know if I'm happy right now. I'm just very emotional. I'm kind of up and down, but let's see. So yeah, I need a shower. Oh, I made some, you want to hear what I made for dinner? Okay, I'll tell you. I made turkey meatloaf and 
I just kind of make it my own way. I don't know. I learned it from my dad and I love it. So that was good. And then I made some mashed potatoes. Also just winged that one. I'll tell you what was in it though. Um, I used red skin potatoes and I left the skin on and I used just a little, I'm going to admit it. I'm gonna, I used a little bit of bacon in there. I had bacon in the, in the mashed potatoes. I um, had, oh, I roasted an, a whole head of garlic and I put half of that in there. But there were a lot of potatoes, so it wasn't over garlicky. And, you know, a little butter and sour cream, salt, pepper. There's something else. I don't remember. But anyway, it was really good, I think. And then the other fun item on the table tonight was glazed carrots. Kind of, it felt like a very 1950s dinner. I felt like, um, who did I feel like? I felt like June Cleaver a little bit. It made me feel really fun. I was a very trashy version of June Cleaver, but the glazed carrots are like a little brown sugar and butter in with the steamed, not steamed, boiled carrots. I've only made those about four times in my life, but every time I do, I'm so into it. So that was fun. Uh, another thing going on with me is I, it, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it. I've never seen The Sopranos. I've never watched it. I didn't have any problem with it I, at all. I never had an opposition to it. It's just that I'm a lot, I'm very slow to things sometimes. And this was one of them. And I wanted to give myself a moment when I could actually pay attention to it. And now's the time. So I started it. I'm only, maybe only two or three episodes in, but I'm excited to keep going down this uh, experience, the experience that is the Sopranos. I love Tony. I love Tony so far. And I love Polly Walnuts. And, um, I don't know. I hate his mom. Oh God. I hate Tony's mom. Marone. I wish she'd shut up. What a miserable human being. If you ever want to see why you shouldn't keep resentments and you shouldn't hold on to resentments and, or anything from your past, just go ahead and take a look at Tony Soprano's mom. And that's all you need to see. Um, yeah, man, she's probably my least favorite character I've ever seen on TV. So there you go. What else is going on? How are you guys doing? What's new in your world? We're, we're almost to Halloween. Everybody loves Halloween. We're ready for that. And it's getting into winter territory. I hope you're enjoying getting a little bit cozier, a little bit slow, slow your pace down, slow your roll. And I hope you're reading more books. I always think of fall and winter they're just more conducive to reading even more, aren't they? I have so many, st I, I kind of organized all of my stacks of books. I have stacks all over the place, but especially the one by my bedside is the most important one. And I kind of prioritize down there and I, I should take a photo and share it with you guys. But it just got so exciting to know that all fall and winter long, I'm going to get through all these books. Speaking of new books, uh, you know it. I always talk about Stephanie Gehring, amazing writer poet and bookseller at Malvern Books in Austin, Texas, my favorite poetry bookstore. And I got to see Stephanie while in Texas and she gifted me so many amazing books, all of which I have laid out before me right now in my fun room, the, the yarn room. And so I'm not sure what I'm going to read to you guys, but the book I'm most excited to read is actually called Heaven's Breath, A Natural History of the Wind by Lyle Watson, introduction by Nick Hunt. Let me, let me read you the description. Wind is everywhere and nowhere. Wind is the circulatory system of the earth and its nervous system too. Energy and information flow through it. 
It brings warmth and water, enriches and strips away the soil, aerates the globe. Wind shapes the lives of animals, humans among them. Trade, sorry, trade follows the path of the wind, as empire also does. Wind made the difference in wars between the Greeks and Persians, the Mongols and the Japanese. Wind helped to destroy the Spanish Armada, and wind is no less determining in our, of our inner lives. The phone, Mistral. <coughs> Excuse me, man. Uh, Sirico? Don't know, don't know that word. S-I-R-O-C-C-O. Santa Anna and other, quote, ill winds of the world are correlated with disease, suicide, and even murder. Heaven's Breath is an encyclopedic and enchanting book that opens dazzling new perspectives on history, nature, and humanity. I'm so psyched about this. And by the way, I first learned about the Santa, about the Sirico. I think it is called Sirico. I learned about the Sirico winds causing murder <coughs> from the show Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> Luke Perry's character Dylan talks about them. Does it, is it Sirocco? That's it. I've always, I've always wondered what he was saying, and now I've seen it for the first time. Sirocco's. Sirocco wins. Let's look it up. You guys like when I do this? Let's see. Sirocco pronounce. Let's see if we can figure out how to pronounce. I think it's Sirocco. If I am to trust Dylan McKay on 90210, which I always do. Here we go. Sirocco. Yep. He sounds... Sirocco. Hmm. Sirocco. Sirocco. Um, speaking of wind and skies and weather and all of that good stuff, some of you may have seen, some of you may have not. I am on the newest Modern Arts Art Notes podcast with Tyler Green, also known as the Man Podcast. Um, I, I am so excited. We did a live taping of it in Fort Worth on the eve of the opening of my show, We the Masses at the Modern in Fort Worth. <coughs> Sorry, I, I have bad allergies right now. Um, and anyway, so I'm in the newest episode that was released yesterday. And I am. it was an amazing interview. Tyler is the greatest interviewer. I always call him the Michael Silverblatt of the art world. You want If you're an artist, you want to be interviewed by him. Or, you know, you also just want Tyler to look at your work, period. He has such an expansive and intimidating knowledge of art history. Um, which is exactly why I wanted to talk to him. And it was the first time I was ever slightly nervous before an interview. I never get nervous on stage. I never get nervous giving a lecture or anything like that. But I was a little nervous about this one. I don't think you could tell. I, I, I sunk right into it right away and I was fine. But anyway... I, I would cons I haven't listened back to it in full yet, and I don't know that I will, but I do want to let you guys know that that's out there, and I will link to it. And you can find Modern Art Notes on all of the places you get podcasts. I get it through Apple Podcasts, but he's all over the place. And if you're an artist and you don't know about Tyler Green, um, get on that. Get, get on that immediately. Uh, what else? I think that's all I've got for you guys. I'm going to read now from one of the many awesome books I got from Stephanie Gehring at Malvern Books. And again, if you're ever lucky enough to get to Austin, you do need to go to Malvern Books. It is, what do they describe? I mean, they're an independent bookseller and it, let's see, what do, what do they call themselves on their website? I should, I, I should be much more used to telling you who they are. Uh, bookstore and community space for literary enthusiasts in Austin, Texas. We specialize in visionary literature and poetry from independent publishers with a focus on lesser known 
and emerging voices the world needs to hear. <coughs> so obviously I'm way into that. All right, I'm going to hit pause and just cough for a good minute or so and see if this will go away and then I'll be back. All right, I'm back. And please check out my show if you happen to be in Texas. Go to Fort Worth. Go to The Modern. This is a 20-year survey of my work. Some call it a retrospective. It's essentially a retrospective. It's just that I'm a little young for a retrospective. So we call it a survey. There's over 60 drawings. There is there is so much fun merchandise, by the way. Go, I'll put a link to their um to their shop, the modern shop as well. There's a puzzle, there are pencils, there are composition books, notebooks, there are t-shirts, there are tote bags, none of which I have yet. I need to go, I need to get those. I forgot to get them while I was there, but I will. Okay, so let me read to you guys. All right, I'm reading from one of the many amazing books Stephanie gave me from Malvern. This is a book, Selected Poetry of Pablo de Rocas. Architecture of Dispersed Life is what this book is called. This is from Shearsman Books. I'll obviously put a link in the description for you to go to Malvern or uh, find this book wherever you can, preferably independent booksellers, of course. But um, Pablo de Roca is new to me. I knew that he, I learned from Stephanie that he was an enemy, enemy of Neruda's, or at least I think that's what Stephanie told me. I have since done a little bit more research. I know that he committed suicide, I think like four days or something, or four, four days or four months or something after his own son committed suicide. Uh, I know that I feel that I should have read him much earlier and I can't wait to f read and finish this entire book, but I'm going to be reading from, um, <laughs> this is an amazing poem name. The poem's title is Pablo de Roca by Pablo de Roca. My word is worm eaten and my heart is full of metaphysical cypresses, cities, moths, laments, and enormous uproars. Brimming with eclipses, my personality howls. Woman, shake the dry leaves from my pants. Walking, talking, walking with the earth along many roads, my gestures fall from my pockets. At dusk, I left my tongue at the town square. I don't pick them up, and there they stay, there. They're like dead birds in the solitude of worlds. Decomposing, the common man says, they are sad stubs and goes on by. Ideas sprout over me and hurt like hair, head of hair full of pain and dust, creaking upon sad contact with the outside, organic, quivering, trembling, and blood-charged. It resembles a handful of irre irremediable actions. Radiograms and telegrams cross the hemispheres of my physiology, Howling events, places, words. Yesterday I believed myself dead. Today I affirm nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing, and I shake the cobwebs from my skeleton with the cosmopolitan feather duster of anguish while smiling in the gray of skulls, of paradoxes, of appearances and thoughts, the truth, like a snake of fire, the truth bites gloomy Pablo in the ribs. My songs claw away at my gut and my anguish with the hairy and sinister claws of infinity. I'm going to terminate a world. My underwear, my underwear roars with laughter. 
A blue coffin and some senseless intermittent song guides my worldwide strides. And the lice-covered blanket of life wraps grotesquely around me as light to the blind. Uproar of multitudes, automobiles, crowds, going with me like a lonely and crazy bird, the absolute sings in the black poplars of your head. Pablo de Roca. Universe, universe, how we go fading out, universe, you and I, simultaneously. Damn, it's really beautifully written, too. I remember what else Stephanie told me about him. He just, like, has, he just doesn't give a shit about any rules, or, I mean, he just does his own thing when it comes to the structure of poetry. There are, I don't know how to describe the way this looks. It's, uh... I mean, it's not completely wild, but it is. So at the end there, when I said, absolute sings in the black poplars of your head, it says, comma, Pablo de Roca, exclamation point, dot, dot, and parentheses, dot, another parentheses, huge dash, dot, 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 universe, universe, how we go fading out, universe, you and I, comma, all caps simultaneously, exclamation point, dot, 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 long dash, and parentheses, period. It's very beautiful. Oh, and up there when I said, I'm going to terminate a world. And then it's semicolon, parentheses, my bold underwear, my bold underwear roars with laughter, exclamation point, dot, dot, and parentheses, dot. I mean, it's completely insane. Um, should I read you another one? Just a short one. I'll read you the one called Charlie Chaplin. I haven't even read this one yet. The boys and girls applaud his macabre and simple attitude, elemental, sad, and broken, sad and broken like a happy man, happy, as happy as an undertaker. And Chaplin howls into the void, under the blooming peach tree of the childish laughter, same as a corpse, same as a corpse crowned with carnations and bunches of fruit, crowned with pain, ulcers and maggots, and crying its guts out. And guts was all caps. God, he's good. I'm so excited. I'm psyched about this book. Thank you, Stephanie Gehring, everybody. You guys, I'm exhausted. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to ruin my amazing hairstyle I got going. Uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break from my phone, except for one thing I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to put my phone away not look at social media for a few days. Um, I had a lot I wanted to share recently. I have a lot of confliction, <coughs> excuse me, surrounding all of this stuff. I love to share. As I've told you, the whole point of me reading stuff came from how much I loved show and tell when I was younger. Uh, I love, I love sharing things that I'm into and excited about, but I also just want to be quiet and, and, um, removed right now. Uh, there was just so much, I had so much more to do than I'm used to that I'm still kind of recovering. But again, I, uh, you know, I just want you all to know if any of you were there or have seen my show or were there for my book signing or anything like that, I so deeply appreciate it. And to any of you who are new listeners because of you hearing me on Tyler Green's Modern Arts Note, Modern Art Notes podcast, thank you so much for listening and thank you for, um, reaching out if you did, which many of you did, and I really, really appreciate it. But anyway, I'm just very grateful. Never did I think I'd have anything like any of this happening to me. <clears throat> I really didn't, but I'm very 
I'm in a good place for the most part. <laughs> all right. You guys are awesome. I hope you're all doing well. Have a great weekend. Relax. Get cozy. Um, don't tell me any spoilers about Tony Soprano or his mom or when she dies. I sure hope it's soon. I'm just kidding. All right. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>